Hello. Hi. <sighs> <laughs> mm. Welcome uh. to. Oh, I mean, so many feelings. Welcome to Evolving Us, <laughs> episode 11. I'm Ashley. I'm Julia. And today, we are so grateful to be connecting with you guys on this episode for an incredible amount of reasons, but uh, wow, what an important topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah, very exciting. We today are opening this beautiful can of worms of anger. Shit. <laughs> Something that's uh, too often too close to home. It's a big emotion, and uh, I would love to say anger and also other negative emotions too because I think we feel often very similarly about anger that we do about fear and jealousy and a lot of other lower vibration emotions that are unpleasant. And so I'd like to kind of group them together in a way that we'll just discuss the importance of understanding them and feeling them. Yeah, I love that we decided to talk about this because I personally will admit that anger is usually my go-to feeling. So I think mine too, but it's anger or it's shutting down. I think those are interchangeable, but I think the anger creates the shutdown. Yeah. So like, like I got a wall up. I'm with you on that. Cool. So let's talk about this weekend. We, we just had a really powerful weekend. We're um, on week three of our 200-hour yoga, meditation, and breathwork teacher training program um, called The Space Between. And uh, we just had one of the most powerful weekends I've ever had in my coaching career. Um, some, some pretty massive things were moved out of that room. And it's like the day was supposed to be for posture clinic talking about chair pose and warrior two. <laughs> and it ended up being... A massive day of processing, like six hours of super deep emotional processing. And a lot of it was rooted in anger. Um, we did anger work. That's what we did. And and the anger work that the processing that we did was from Ashley Turner's 300-hour program, uh, Yoga Psyche Soul. And I feel so blessed to be able to be in that program right now because it allowed me or it really equipped me with uh, an exercise, a framework that helped people move some stuff that's going to change the way that they operate as teachers. I mean, and as humans in general. And as humans, for sure. But it's like you walk into a teacher training and a lot of times I think, or even any training, you you think you're going to walk away with information, you know, like here's anatomy of how I move my body or here's breath work that's really beneficial to helping me regulate my nervous system. But you don't always realize that you're going to process some of your deep wounds, especially in this way. Yeah, that as a participant in the room and not knowing that that's what <laughs> was going to happen that day, I have to say that it was a really powerful exercise. And also, um, I mean, obviously, I agree with everything you said. I think everyone walked away with so much and so much more than we could have ever imagined we could have gotten from if you ever told me that that's the exercise we were going to do, I would be like, oh, cool. Sounds super simple, you know, <laughs> but um, so much came up and yeah, it was, it was really, anger was really the vessel to healing. And that's the biggest takeaway that I got from, I mean, just being in that room and the exercise and the way that I look at anger now, um, yeah, it's really fascinating because being someone who is usually triggered and goes to anger versus like a sad state or, you know, knowing that that's kind of what I've been trying to tame my whole life, um, I I viewed that exercise as, in, I mean, incredible, powerful, life-changing, and I think everyone felt the same in the room. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, just being in the space of it was healing. And specifically, I think because a lot of us are not equipped to handle being around somebody who's so angry and not feel uncomfortable, worried. I think 
anger a lot of times is associated with not being in control. So it's like if someone gets angry, how much more angry are they going to get? Or if we get angry, where is the breaking point where things get dangerous, you know? So I want to kind of break down how we code anger, our experience with it, our interaction with it, and how we process it now as, you know, adults. And I think growing up, most of us were conditioned that if we felt mad or angry, we were told, either we were told, shake it off, do something different, or stop crying, or how do we move our child or us as children out of that vibration as fast as possible so they don't feel that anymore. And then what happens is naturally, there's a suppression that takes place. It's taking that emotion and saying, this is not a good thing, I need to not feel this. And then we don't actually fully move through the feeling and feeling the the justification of what's underneath the anger, the validation of ourselves of why we're feeling the exact feeling. And then we start to learn that pattern and that behavior that we're not allowed to feel angry because if we feel angry, it's ugly or it shows a nasty part of us or it's unbecoming or what comes out in the middle of our anger is like not the truth. So we're not valid in it. Yeah. And something you also mentioned this weekend is that, you know, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't take it out here, you take it out the anger itself, you know, in other situations. And I think talking about that is really fundamental because everything I think we talk about in general, whether it be on this podcast or in program, um, it's a lot of stuff that not only we learned as kids, but also societally, um, culturally, you know, all these feelings that are big feelings, they're not typically, we're not taught how to deal with them, right? So coming into mm-hmm. the lens of we are a society built of adults that don't know how to really manage their feelings. And from the sadness- So we're like giant babies, that's what you're we're saying. We're giant babies and we have to learn <laughs> how to function. And now like really, okay, like let's deal with all this stuff that we don't know anything about now that we have to, we're forced to function in society, right? So it's like sadness becomes depression and anxiety. Anger becomes, I mean, anger I think remains anger. And it's just exuded in ways that are not, the most appropriate in order to make it flow through and, you know, just dissipate, right? So I think my point in bringing this up is when you, something that really stuck with me is when we did that exercise and when we did have that really incredible full day Saturday around anger and around processing anger, you said, if, if you don't take it out here, you know, and if you, if this is, if this is not the way we process anger, we're processing anger on other people in other ways, such as lashing out, such as having a short fuse, such as insert here, meaning unhealthy ways of dealing with anger, right? So I think that's really, I mean, besides the fact that it's stuck with me, I think it's a very key point because some, so many people, I mean, we all have these emotions. No one is immune to not feeling sadness, not feeling anger, but it's like, what do you do with that? And how do you show up differently in the future? Yeah, a hundred percent. And like a lot of times when we're angry in the present, we're not actually angry about the situation that's in front of us that we're responding with anger to. We're angry about so much other anger that was built up and pent up within us. You know, the example that we used in program is uh, the monk that's wants to go out on the lake and sit in his boat and meditate. So he gets in the boat and he goes and he meditates and he's floating around and his eyes are closed so he can't see what's going on and he's in such a peaceful state and then all of a sudden he hears another boat crash into him. Not like crash, but just like he just hits in, into another boat. And he, he gets filled with rage. Like, how dare someone not be aware that I'm right here and interrupt my meditation? And then he opens his eyes and he looks over and he sees that the other boat is empty. And then he realizes that he's not angry at the other person in the boat. The anger is within him. So it's like you can't be angry at an empty boat. There was nothing else on the other side that was intentionally trying to hurt you. And I think where a lot of this stemmed was, I mean, it's <laughs> multiple places. However, I had a very challenging week and I'm sure I'm going to cry just talking about this right now, but um, <laughs> I, 
definitely got into it with my mom and um it was like so early it was like five in the morning and she was just like going off on me trying to get me to see her perspective about a situation with her dog and my siblings and and my partner and trying to get us to believe her that she knew the right thing to do even though for our family the best choice was something else and going off going off going off and I I said to her hey I need to set a boundary right now I love you I have to teach a class whatever decision you make it's your dog at the end of the day and you know I have to just exit this conversation because there was no conclusion there was no way to get there in that moment and uh, her response was just so intense and so hurtful and everything she said was just painful and it brought up so much for me and it wasn't even that she was saying it in that moment it was like me reverting to the childlike version of me that I never that never got to feel the feelings that I wanted to feel at the time because I was busy defending myself to keep myself safe and so the text conversation got escalated so fast and it went from me trying to execute a boundary to her saying, yeah, run away just like your father did. And all these like things of like our relationship is so bad because you don't make time for me and you prioritize work over your family and all this other stuff. And it just, it made me so fucking angry and while I sat in that anger, I remember just in that moment putting my hand on my heart and I'd like class was loaded up. <laughs> Everyone was on Zoom ready to like go and I had five minutes left and I just put my hand on my heart and I wrote her a text and I said, my inner child is so angry at you because you don't ever validate my experience of reality. You don't allow me to set boundaries. You don't let me do what I need to do to protect myself. You tell me that my experience of reality is not real and not true. And while the conversation didn't exactly end like in a good way, it's just like me being able to say that it let me realize that my anger in that moment wasn't about the dog and the fucking fight. It was about all the things that were underneath it, all the things that I didn't get to feel when I was younger because I was told that I was a certain way or I had to be a certain way. And so that unraveled so much for me that throughout that week, you know, it was just step by step understanding different parts of myself and my needs started to become so clear and made so much sense. And by the time we got to that exercise on Saturday, it was like I needed to move energy within myself and it had nothing to do with her because the meaning I gave to the experience was the reason why I was angry. So it was mine to heal. It wasn't hers to heal anyway. And I feel like that like really set the tone because we were just in a space that everyone had permission. They had permission to go fucking all out and beat the shit out of some pillows while they were screaming, fuck you, bloody murder, like whatever they wanted to say. You never loved me. How dare you take my innocence? Like anything they wanted to say. And it was just like, I'm so emotional just thinking about it. Because I feel like I haven't really processed it yet. But watching every person have that freedom was so fucking amazing. And I think every person on the planet needs to have that. Because we show up in our lives with so much pain in our heart. And then we blame it on the people around us. We tell the people around us they need to be different or they need to change or they need to talk to us different. But the anger is like, <laughs> it's in us. It's the empty boat. It has nothing to do with anyone else but ourselves but we're not given permission to feel it. We're told that if we feel it, it's like nasty or ugly or scary. And really underneath anger is fear. Yeah. When we're angry, we're afraid. <sighs> there. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, I, I, everything that, you know, you shared with me about your experience with your mom, for me, it just, and, and this weekend, um, just like that process, it just makes me realize, you know, just how much I, how I do show up and how anger does, like I let it, um, you know, just dominate certain situations and with my kids and stuff. And like, honestly, I, I've just realized that I've been really nasty, you know, in the past. And I think we can all admit that, but I mean, in general, it's like, can we all admit that though? Like how many people can admit that? I I don't know. I'll admit it for myself and then (laughs) hopefully other people will have courage (laughs) to do the same and look themselves in the mirror. But I think for me, it's like, I also had a challenging week with my mom, which is interesting that or not, or just so obvious, whatever. But um, for me, it's more so because I have kids and a lot of the things that, you know, people were wanting to heal and get rid of and just the anger that they were processing on Saturday were things that, you know, especially having two girls, I'm like, wow, like, it's just not fair. Like, I want to break the cycle. I don't want to live, you know, chained to anger and and having that as my, my resource, because that's not a resource. That's a fucking cop out. It's an excuse to not own the, the shit in there. That's fucking dominating us and it's like I think I don't want to say we were all taught as kids but like if I think about when I was a child and anger like it was so scary to see adults have anger because it was it felt like it was boiling and boiling and boiling and you just don't know what you just don't know what's going to happen and and that's like the thing that's like the thing about all of this is like growing up, I was always told that my dad had an anger problem. And while I know that he got it together and he broke the cycle for us, I was coded to think that you have to be afraid of anger. Yeah. I was told that you, that if there's anger present, like you need to get it under control and not be angry. And it teaches you to not want anyone to feel angry around you. So you don't even give permission to the people you love to feel that. Yeah, it's so true. You take that experience away from them and yourself. And actually, the more that we're talking about this, it's like I realize that, you know, I, I think, I don't know, I th- if I have to just like think about how I deal with anger, it's like I sit there and I'm like, I'm just so fucking angry. I'm just so fucking mad. And it's just like I don't do anything with it typically, you know, and it's like it does fest, it does bo- it does build, it does build and it does get worse because you don't address it, you know? And it's like, it does show up everywhere. It shouldn't to the people who don't deserve it in a freaking, when you're ordering food, like everywhere. Yeah. Especially the people we love the most. Yes. Yeah. And it's just not, I mean, to say it's not fair, it might sound like so cliche, like no shit, life's not fair, but it's like, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to put that shit on other people. It's not fair to not recognize that actually, you know, I'm responsible to deal with this. And it's like, it's coming up because my child is having an unmet need right now. And so I'm mad at no, I'm not mad at that situation. I'm not mad that my child has an unmet need. But because I'm at the end of my fuse, my child will get the reaction. And that's not right. Like, that's not fucking right. And and I'm, and I'm talking about a very practical example that is applicable to my life. But we've all experienced that, you know, as children and now we're adults. And if we think about like all the other interactions that we have on any given day, it's like, it's not fair. And, and I think like the main, the main thing about what I'm trying to say is like, we all need to really fucking own our shit. And we talked about accountability in another episode and it's like, we need to have accountability for 
yeah, okay, like certain things cause trauma and therefore they, it, it's become anger today. But how many of us realize that the hurt that we carry from any given situation, any given scene behavior is now manifesting and we're just like not dealing with it. Rather, any situation that triggers us and brings that anger out, we're lashing out to people who don't deserve it. I mean, that's a really uh, detailed thought and and way to look at anger, but it's like, I think what I want to just communicate in this podcast in regards to anger is like, we all need to fucking step up and own our shit, like really. And there's ways that you can do that in a healthy way to process the anger and not give it to people who don't deserve it, which is literally everyone who you interact with, they don't deserve it. So you need to fucking deal with it. Well, and I think like you need to deal with it, even that alone. Yes, the answer is yes on that. And again, we're not taught how. So like you need to deal with it means control your anger, go take a breath, go sit and go take a bath, go for a walk. But that's not even the best way either sometimes. Right. Because it's such a deep rooted thing that like, yeah, it's your responsibility, but even in all the work I've done, like anger was never something I wanted to work on because I'm like so busy trying to just stay in a calm state. But like anger has to be unleashed in some way. And specifically the way that we did it in process was like a, it looked like a baseball bat, but it was padded. It was a, like a martial arts blocker on a stack of really thick pillows. And we just let people say what they wanted without being worried like we're we're trying to strategize our communication style so that our anger lands in a way that doesn't hurt someone instead of just going in a place that the person is not so that we're protected and they're protected and saying whatever we need to say just out of our body and our physiology and our mouth and, and just allowing ourselves to be okay in that. Like so many times I know I've called you and I've just gone off and I'm like, Chad, blah, 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 or like just gone off and you're just like, yeah, like I get that. I understand that. I would feel the same way and that like I think that's made us so close and to have that validation is helpful and venting is so nice, but it's like when you're angry at someone or something and you try to express that anger, people don't know how to hold space for it and allow that for you. So they'll shut you down instead of saying, yes, I get that. Okay, be angry. Allow yourself that. And that's kind of where the gap is happening is that we're just expectant. We're expectant of all, all of it to just go away because we're not feeling it anymore. And in any situation where we're interacting with other people that they're sad or mad, all we want to do is really fix it. We want people to, we want others to feel better we want to take away their sadness. We want to take away their pain. And so it's like, it's, you know, even in an interaction where it's not necessarily like you're fighting with someone or having conflict, but like, let's say, even if you come to someone and you vent about, you know, being sad or mad and the person, like most people don't know how to hold space because they want to fix your problem. They want you to be happy. Like we all want to be in that elevated state all the time, but it's unrealistic. And it's like, we need to accept that people not only have an array of emotions on any given day, but people are allowed to have these emotions. Like I allowed. have permission to feel this way. And it's it has nothing to do with you, even if you might be getting the repercussion of my anger and, you know, but it's like it, the, the, the whole point of this is like, it has nothing to do with anyone but ourselves. So we need to deal with it. And when I said that, honestly, it's so interesting. Like I just love our conversations because perspective is everything. But when I said like, you need to deal with it, like, yeah, no, people don't have resources to understand how to deal with anger. So it's like, we, I just need to be calm. I just need to take a breath. But when you were saying that, what it made me think about is we, it's like the Tylenol or the, or the Band-Aid, right? It's like, you're just putting the Band-Aid and you're like, I just need to be calm because I just don't want to get through that moment. Right. Right. And it's like, I mean, 
obviously every situation is unique. I don't have a formula or answer like how people should act or react, but it's like the reality of it is if it's something that's like really that monumental that keeps showing up over and over and over again and you keep patching it up with a breath, but you're not dealing with it, there is a way to deal with it that you don't know. Get it out. <laughs> I mean, that goes across the board with all the work, you know, something coming yeah. up and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. You got to do something different. Yeah. And I remember when we first started doing Awake, which is, uh, if you haven't taken the class, it's, it's really powerful. It's dynamic movement, but it, it kind of pushes you to your edge where you just have to fucking release. Like you have to yell, you have to move, you have to shake, you have to shift something in your body. And while it's a physical fitness class, it's a mind, body, soul experience. And I, I don't think that you can really get through that class without feeling energy move deeply. But it's because a lot of these things that are stored at a deep level are stored in such a layered way that you have to do something almost extreme to shift it. And it's the exact same thing as someone that goes into Vipassana, like a meditation retreat for 10 days and they're completely silent and they don't get to talk or do anything or have any distraction same, same, where it's like you do something so extreme that like things will come up and out. But yet mm -hmm. here we are waking up on our autopilot day to day, day to day, day to day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, work, same actions. And then we like, we're like, oh, I'm not happy. Or, oh, I'm short fused. Or, oh, that person pissed me off. Or, oh, my job is so lame. Or, oh, why is that person that way? And we're not even navigating what's between. We're not taking a deeper look. We're not zooming out and saying like, is there some negative emotion that's present here that is tainting my entire experience of reality? Yeah, and, and if I think about like that day-to-day, -day, that routine, that, you know, like what your week looks like usually, and it's like you can pinpoint and identify certain parts that you would want to be different. I know I can. And I know that like, I know I have choice over the way that I choose to act. And I, you well, know, you could want I mentally know that. <laughs> but it could also be the same and you can have a different perspective. Yeah. You know, like you could have gratitude instead of just be going through the motions. You could blame all of your experience on something else, the place that you live, the person that you're with, the job that you're in, and you're not even looking inside to say like, there's something stuck within me that I haven't actually navigated through. Mm -hmm. And honestly, something as powerful as just saying, I'm so angry right now. Like that changes everything. Like I remember when I sent that text to my mom, like after I put my hand on my heart, I was like, my inner child is so angry at you. I've never said anything like that to her before. And it's like, just to say like, I'm angry, I'm owning that. That makes a huge difference because it's like, it's about me. It's not about you. Just I am. I'm angry. It's such a different experience. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm feeling so many feelings right now, but it's okay because this is raw and unedited and this is what people need to hear and know. Yeah. Like anger is not darkness. Right. I mean, it doesn't need to become darkness is the thing, right? Because it's like, it's this really, it's this really powerful emotion that if fed becomes really dark, it really can become that. And, you know, we, I'm not even, I'm not even going to bring into this space the horrible things that can come out of anger. <laughs> But my point is that we can all think, if we think about anger and think of anger building and think of anger becoming darkness, we can, we can identify and think about things that are horrible and things that are part of life that we hope that we never witness or our children never witness, right? And so if we think about that really zoomed out view of, you know, what do I want my world to look like? 
and and we want to say i'm breaking the cycle and i'm dealing with my anger it's like that's that's what your your goal should be it shouldn't be to make whatever amount of freaking money to go buy whatever house on that fancy neighborhood it should be my purpose is to overcome this anger and this deep rooted trauma that comes from so much inherited trauma. Well, it's like looking at it as a limitation versus an opportunity to know yourself deeper. Mm. And yeah. I kind of want to pivot this too into something else that happened with one of our students there that had this incredibly powerful experience. And she's always said that the only emotion she can feel is anger and that she's so shut down to literally everything else. And she's been through 25 years of therapy She's been through inpatient clinics. She's been through all kinds of things that she's navigated to try to free herself of this feeling. And what every single person she's worked with has told her is to process and move through it, you know, and to let go of the anger. And they've talked about the anger and talked about the anger and talked about the anger. But they never taught her how to talk to the anger. They never taught her that the anger was like an actual entity that she could communicate with and find out why it was there. And now I know some of you, and we might be losing you a little around this woo-woo conversation, <laughs> but if you don't, if you can't understand the concept of this as we explain it, it's probably because you're deeply attached to your anger because it's serving you and it's protecting you and it's keeping you safe in some way and it's like giving you permission to just lash out at the world and so what we coached her and guided her to do is to literally imagine the anger was just like a thing inside of her and now imagine it was almost like a silhouette of her body and it stepped out of her and it turned around and it looked back at her and i guided her through a meditative meditative process and i said now what shape is it she said it looks like a snake and i said okay what color is it she said, it's uh, like sort of a red. And I said, okay, so now, now talk to it. And she's like, well, it's a little scary because there's, it's very intense. And I said, okay, so why don't you just sit in the safety of yourself and just ask the anger, would it be okay to have a conversation? And she said, the anger said, yeah, it would be okay. And she said, but now I see there's flames around it and it's rising and it's getting bigger. And I said, why don't you ask it? What do you want to teach me? And she just broke down and started saying all these powerful things like, it taught me that, it wants to teach me that it's, it's not acceptable the way my parents abused me. It wanted to teach me that I am enough regardless of the experience I had and that my parents were a vehicle to get there. It wanted to teach me that it wasn't fair the way things ended up being. And on and on and on and on. And afterwards when we asked her how she felt, she said she felt safe and worthy. And I've never heard that come out of her mouth and I've been working with her for almost a year. Yeah. That was look, insane. And just looking at how much lighter she was after that experience, it was like obvious. But here we are talking around this thing like it's an elephant in the room that we don't have to actually acknowledge. Oh, it's there, but whatever. No, like have a conversation with your anger. Go a little deeper with it. Ask it what it needs. Ask it what its purpose is. Because when you ask a question, you're gonna indefinitely get an answer. But if your question is something that's mindfully and intentionally formed that is curious instead of accusatory, you're going to have a different answer. Yeah. You're bringing me back to Saturday. I know <laughs> all these feelings. emotions. Right? I'm just like, I'm, I could literally just sit here and ball. Yeah. It's like, I like, wow. 
enough permission to do this. It's not enough permission. And I've had so many thoughts around like even my work of like, okay, so if I'm not a doctor, I shouldn't, I'm not qualified to do this. And it's like, there's nothing that the world needs more right now than for people to be okay to just feel angry or feel their feelings so that they don't have to feel them anymore. And it's not feel them anymore forever. It's like, deal with the actual thing you're angry about, not the traffic, not the little thing in the moment that's frustrating, but like, what are you actually angry about? Are you angry that your parent didn't actually acknowledge you? Are you angry that you never got to go after that thing that you wanted to go after? Are you angry that it wasn't fair, the cards you were dealt? Are you angry that you didn't pick a different partner? Are you angry that you didn't fight for yourself or advocate for yourself more? Like, what are you actually angry about? Because that's the thing you need to talk to. Yeah, this is, it's crazy because when we were going through that process, I was like, oh, just, I'm not angry about anything, <laughs> which is such <laughs> a bullshit. Cop out. Such uh, a cop out. And cop out. And it's like, as you know, at first, honestly, I didn't think everyone was going to go. I didn't think it was going to be that way, but it just ended up being that way. Um, well, let me rephrase that, that everyone was given permission to, you know, go through the exercise, but not everyone chose to do it. And I was like, well, I could just easily be like, there's nothing. But a lot of people, after the first three went, I said, okay, we're going to move on with Posture Clinic. And then everyone got uprooted from that. And bit by bit, person by person, and then it went deeper and it went deeper and went deeper. And it was like, this is an assignment right now and we have to do this right now. Yeah. Um, I had a point. But sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. Track, but you, no, you sorry. Said, you oh, I remember. I remember. You could have opted out, and you didn't. Yeah, and and I think that um, I don't know. Any given day, we're given the choice: do I do this or do I not do this? And it's like, it takes a lot of work to expose yourself and to work on your demons, um, and to choose to do something different, right? And it's like. My point in saying all this is I didn't really innately, there wasn't something that I was, um, as people were going, I was like, wow, like this is some really like, this is some shit, you know? And I'm like, yeah, nothing comes up for me. I've dealt with like the stuff with my dad, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, and then something came up for me. And so I decided to, you know, to go for it. But I, I think that, I mean, it's just, it's a really just like liberating feeling. And it's like, I'm really happy. My point is, I'm really happy. I chose to go out of my comfort zone because I think that's like the thing. It's like, I wasn't sitting there like anger is bad or, you know, what could happen? Or I mean, for me, it was more so like, I couldn't identify something that was big enough to go through and then obviously it came but I mean I don't I'm really happy I did do it is my point really because even if in the moment I wasn't super triggered and like oh like okay this one thing happened and so it like brought up all these other things so it's gonna come up and and you know I've really been sitting on this all week and I'm so happy I have this opportunity to let it out you know it wasn't something like so present for me um but regardless, it was just like incredibly powerful and impactful. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I had that in me. Um, but I can't, I just can't believe, I just, my point, I really can't believe how powerful that exercise is <laughs> and how you're just like, oh, you're just going to hit some pillows with like this padded bat. And it's like, honestly, I, 
I didn't think it would be that powerful, but it's just extremely moving and liberating. It's just, it's amazing. I, and what it did for people in the room is just, wow. I, besides experiencing it myself, but watching what people were able to go through, I mean, from the story you just shared, I'm, I too have, she has, you know, joined the community and she's been showing up and she's been working so hard, so hard to get. But like still blocked until this yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and until this moment. I just couldn't believe it. I just, it was like, wow. It's I also want to go back to what you said too about that you could have just been like, ah, no. And we have to choose to be willing to let ourselves look a certain way. You know, like instead of preserving our self image, mm. that I'm yeah. just going to go all out right now and I'm going to hop into this and it doesn't matter and this is my choice, you know, and like I'm willing to be seen in this way because it's what's best for me and what's actually best for you too. Yeah. And so I remember people would start, you know, going at it and the thing they thought they were going at it about was totally different to what was actually coming up and then all of a sudden things started pouring out of their mouth like how dare you ever leave me how dare you do this and you took this from me and it was just like what they really wanted to say was stored so deeply that they had to get a chance to bring it out in some way and this was just the way that it manifested mm. and it was incredibly epic but we don't give ourselves often the space to do that the time to do that you know it was like I remember with with Kay she was you know, she was like, I don't really know. And then she got up and all of a sudden she fucking knew. I'm getting chills. <laughs> knew and it was just, you know, we don't know until we know, but we don't know until we allow. And I also want to say that I think there's this um, deep innate thing. Like, like we're taught if men are angry, they're scary and dangerous. Mm. If women are angry... They're psycho and crazy. Mm. And no one wants to be scary and dangerous or psycho and crazy. But if you can't handle someone in their truth, you you shouldn't get, even have permission to see that, you know? Like, well, this is such a, I mean, honestly, this is like, and this is going to, I'm going to lose people here. But it's like the form that we're in on this earth, like this physical form it's, it's, it's not what's inside. So at the end of the day, since we all are the same and we all are from the same source, going to the same source, it's like, this is just the vehicle that we're experiencing life through in this present moment, in this human form right now. But man or woman, we all are equipped with the same feelings and the same mm -hmm. triggers, even if they come from different experiences. And so yes. if you actually dissect it like that, it's like it's really everyone's fucking allowed to have these feelings and to heal from them too. Yes. Yes. 100%. And it's like man or woman, if you – felt like you didn't have your needs met as a kid. Maybe you're angry because you weren't taken care of. Man or woman, you're cheated on and you feel betrayed. So that invites, you know, something, some deep wounds. Man or woman, you know, like any anything in the entire world can create deep wounds that, that have buried feelings that protect it. It's like a little lockbox, you know. And... While things can be sacred in our life, we can keep things for ourselves. If they start popping out in other ways and we show up in our life and those things are affecting what's present and they're not even happening anymore, that is when we need permission to actually move through. Yeah. I, I wanted to share one other thing that's been – I've been thinking a lot about from Saturday, which is – um, my oldest daughter was there um, in the room and she's participating in this program and um, she innately is is someone who's like a little bit more I would I don't want to 
label her or anything, but I think she's just a little bit more timid, a little bit more cautious. I mean, she's fucking strong and brave, but I think that she's always been like, even as a, a baby, she would always like cling to me more than like my other child. And I'm not comparing them. I'm just sharing my different experiences in their personalities. Um, and not knowing that this is what we were going to do on Saturday. But when I found out, it was kind of like, well, I have the choice, right? And I, I, I knew I had choice either way, but um, I was just, I wasn't really battling with myself, but I, was just so sure, actually. I was like, you know, she, I don't want to shelter my children from showing up to situations and being like, oh, I never knew about this. Like, I'm literally about to get my period. Like, I didn't know that that existed, that that was going to happen to my body. Like, I want my, my children to feel empowered with the right amount of information in life. And so, when this started um, happening on on Saturday that, you know, we started processing and people started sharing their experiences, I was just so sure of like her needing to be in that room because I want her to feel resourced and know that it's safe to have big emotions, you know, and it's like, it's safe for your parent who, you know, obviously when you're a child, you look up to your parent as like the the everything. Like they have the answers to everything, which <laughs> we don't. But mm-hmm. um, that's kind of, you know, we're there to, to guide kids through life um, and, and equip them. And I think something that someone in our community who, um, shout out to Deb, I just, I think she's an incredible woman. I think mm-hmm. something yeah. she always says is like, I just always you know, let them be who they are, you know, with her, with regard to her kids. And I'm like, no, oh, that's like, that's great. And all like saying that, but it's like, how do you do that? And like when they're kids, like I could see how she does that with a 20 year old. And my, my point in all this, cause I mean, I'm going in a lot of directions with it, but is I knew that she could handle seeing that and, and seeing me go through that. Um, and it would like, even if in the moment it's a little jarring and, and scary and, you know, I want to break the stigma around what that is, right? Like that's, that's what I want for her. And I want her to be able to process feelings, even if at this state in her life, like she doesn't really know how how big her emotions can get. But trust me, once she hits puberty, she'll know how big those (laughs) feelings get. And it's like kind of so appropriate that I'm like, she's about to, you know, she's in, she's going to be in fifth grade next year and she'll go into middle school and like all these social things that happen and all these, man, I just like hearing everyone in that room, a lot of the things that they experience was like from an even younger age than Isabella's age is. But it's just crazy. Like I personally feel so strong. Like I want to equip my kids to know how to, like, I want them to be resilient. What does that mean? How do you teach that? How do I break the cycle and and do something different for the generation that is next? Like, mm-hmm. and it's these decisions, like, you know, it's these decisions that are like right in front of you. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, do you want to protect? Obviously I want to protect my children. I don't want them to know about the fucked up shit that people could do in the world. But the reality is, is that just like we have all gone through really difficult shit in our life and now we're adults and and we're dealing with any given emotional, physical trauma. It's like, I want them to know that they're strong, you know, and that they, they have power. And I want them to know that no one can fucking take your power or your peace unless you let them you know? Yeah. And and it starts with you leading by example and making those choices. Yeah. And that's honestly a big reason why I was like, besides the fact that I have to, I have to show up, you know, like that's just the role. That's, that's just the assignment. You just got to fucking show up. But besides that, but besides that, it's like my fucking child is in the room looking Mm. at how I'm going to show up 
how am I going to show up? How do I be raw in, in this moment? And it's like, yeah, do you like hide how? her and take her out of the room or do you just like sit with it and teach her how to be brave? Yeah. And like, also like, look, like I'm fucking doing this and it's like balls to the walls. And then like, look, everything is fine. You know, mm -hmm. like it's very big, but it's also everything is fine. Yeah. It's big and it's okay too. And that, mm -hmm. those two things being in the same sentence is important for more people to remember. It's big, but it's fine. Yeah. And that's what I think anger work is about. It's big, but it's fine. Not it's big, but don't feel it. It's it's big, but it's fine to feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was a really freaking powerful episode. Holy shit. <laughs> I am. You just never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, you just let it flow though. Can't wait for you guys to hear this. And thank you so much for listening through all this vulnerability. I know that these are not the easiest conversations, but um, we're just grateful that we get to have the space to do it because we need this, you need this, the world needs this, and we're gonna keep showing up to it. That's what? the assignment i don't know what to tell you there's no other yeah. choice <laughs> no other choice no other choice and considering all the tech complications we have there's obviously no other choice because we figure it the fuck out every time <laughs> even if we've recorded on our phone sometimes anyway <laughs> anywho you guys thank you so much for listening again like share subscribe if you have anyone in your life that would really benefit from this please let them know uh that we are gr more than grateful for them to listen and uh Keep in mind, we got a lot of things going on in our community. Our mentorship program starts on Wednesday evening this week uh, at My 6 p.m. It's, yeah, shout out. It's um, weekly group coaching on Zoom. So anywhere you are in the world, you can tap in. The first round starts Wednesday, February 2nd. Is it the 2nd? Yep. Skirt the 2nd. <laughs> Um, and that goes until April. So we have three rounds this year. The first round is going to focus a lot on uh, purpose, conflict management, friendship, all that other stuff, and then so on and so forth. So you can find that out on our website, ashleyshubert.com slash mentorship. Uh, we'll see you guys there. Hope you have such a good week and got a lot from this episode. We out. We out. I love you. <laughs>